Now it's time for the Rural News with Sally Murphy. And Sally, MPI says it's well-placed to fight multiple biosecurity incursions testing the country. Kia ora, Paulina. Yes, the Ministry for Primary Industries is pretty busy at the moment. It's working to eradicate cattle disease, Microplasma bovis. It's involved in controlling fall armyworm, and it's now responding to the Kalerpa discovery in the Bay of Islands and golden clams in the Waikato River. MPI Director General Ray Smith says the responses are, requ- are requiring a lot of resources, but the Ministry is well placed to fight them. We want to be there to support communities to get you know, any diseases, bugs, viruses um, under control that come into New Zealand and, and to hopefully get rid of them where we can. So, yeah, look, it does take a big effort. It does take a lot of resource. Um, but, you know, I think generally we've been quite successful. It's been a bit of um, discontent, concern that you didn't respond quick enough to Kalerpa and Golden Clam. What's your response? Yeah, well, neither of that's accurate. We, we responded very, very quickly. I mean, you know, we, we found out about the clams on the 1st of May and we've had people out surveilling the rivers and, and trying to figure out what the best course of action is to take. So given that the clams are probably been there t- two or three years. Um, you know, we've, we've got time now to try and figure out the best response. With Kalerpa, it's, it's, it's been very hard. We've been working on Great Bear Island for a good two years now, trying to figure out just how we can cont- contain that. Once again, um, the ability to remove these things once they arrive is sometimes incredibly difficult, and no one's had much success worldwide. So, look, we're, we're, we're pouring resources into it, uh, and we'll, we'll work with communities to find solutions. And Ray Smith says MPI has sufficient funds for the biosecurity fights. The United Voice of Farmers in the European Union has reinforced its discontent with the EU-New Zealand free trade deal. The deal has taken a significant step towards ratification, with the European Council giving it the green light, paving the way for it to be signed, likely during the Prime Minister's visit to Europe next month. About 14 years in the making, the deal means New Zealand will be able to send more meat and dairy products to the continent. During the Council's meeting on Tuesday, Kopa Kojika, Secretary-General, Pekka Persinen, said European products are already performing well in New Zealand, so there isn't much room for growth. But on the other hand, European farmers are worried about New Zealand products flooding the market. Painful compromises have been made on sensitive sectors, and in particular the concessions affecting EU dairy, sheep and beef. We know that all the, all the market access volumes... And of course, this is a particular concern to us when it comes to the relative, especially in sectors such as sheep meat, relatively high share of the EU internal market. New Zealand lamb is very much present in the European consumer market, and it has fundamental impact on our market prices, especially in peak seasons, to these high-quality luxury products. Pekka Persinen says to lessen the impact of the deal, Copacajiga wants strict monitoring of tariff rate quotas on imports of agricultural products from New Zealand. Farming groups have raised concerns about the timeframes for incoming freshwater farm plans and how they'll be implemented by regional councils. The government released the long-awaited freshwater farm plan regulations earlier this month in efforts to reduce the impact farming has on water quality. Waikato and Southland farmers are first in line and have 18 months from August 1st to submit their freshwater farm plans. But Beef and Lamb, Federated Farmers, Dairy NZ and Deer Industry New Zealand have inked a letter to the government calling for greater clarity on how existing regional or sector plans will be integrated with the new ones. Dairy NZ Chair Jim Vanderpoel says many farmers already have good practices in place to protect waterways on farm more clarity on the fact that those farm plans are recognised and farmers don't have to redo them. 
Now, we're supportive of farm plans as a way of measuring our progress. So that's, that's a tick. You know, we just want to make sure the government acknowledge the existing work plans and existing work that's already been done, a lot of the good work that's been done, and just get some more clarity on, on how that'll work in practice from their perspective. The rollout period for the remaining regions will be outlined before the end of the year, and farmers in those regions will also have 18 months to comply. Toyota has announced a new hybrid Hilux coming to the market early next year. High-emitting diesel vehicles have been subject to fees under the government's clean car policy since last year, with rural communities arguing there is no electric alternative to diesel-run working trucks. Toyota says while it aims to offer a fully electric Hilux, hybrid remains the best technology until that is available. There is an electric ute on the market. Last year, LDV launched the country's first electric ute. A massive crevasse has appeared on a Hawke's Bay farm after months of wet weather. Matt Holden, who owns Onga Onga Farm, says the land moved in the middle of the night earlier this week and he's now the proud owner of a new crack. There's been a lot of rain this year and there's been a lot more rain just in recent days and so the, the country is saturated. But this is certainly, I wouldn't describe it as a slip, more of a slump, but uh, it, it looks like a fracture on a fault line sort of caused by an earthquake. But I've been in touch with a couple of people and they assure me that you know, there, there actually wasn't an earthquake in the region. But it, it's such a straight edge on the, on the top side, it, it's hard to say that you know, this has just been the cause due to a lot of rain or excess rainfall. Matt Holden says it was lucky no stock were in the paddock when the slip happened. He says if the land continues to move, it will create a steep valley and could create a new lake on the farm. And just lastly, lab-produced meat could be on Australian supermarket shelves as soon as next year. The National Food Standards Body is assessing an application from a luxury cultivated meat company, while others are watching to see how things shake out. This follows the US Agricultural Department's approval of California-based firms Upside Foods and Good Meat to sell chicken meatballs labelled as lab-grown or cell-cultivated. The US is the second country in the world to approve the sale of lab growing chicken following Singapore. And that's the rural news for today. Kuera te porongo o te taifenua. Kia ora, Sally.